Welcome to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast, the place to get advice, tips, and tricks to building the life and luxury home of your dreams with 30-year business owner, designer, and builder, Julie Lawton. It all starts with a good plan. This is Julie Lawton Living. Welcome back to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. Thank you again for joining me. And don't forget to check out the links below. I have a free course called The 7 Simple Steps to a Successful Remodel or Custom Home Ground Up. Trust me, you're going to want to take the course and find out what's involved so you're knowledgeable. Today's podcast is about what makes Julie Lawton Design Build unique. Why am I different? I started my career by going to college. And when I went to college, there was a whole career before that. So I hate to tell you my life story, but here it goes. So I was born in a small town in the Midwest. Seriously, I'm not going back that far, but I was born with ability to draw. So I was drawing at 10, 11 years old, dogs, cats, cars. I mean, serious detail and uh, horses, my favorite you know, thing, but I was drawn in serious detail, like pencil sketch. And then at 14, I switched over to, Hey, mechanical engineering. Cause they actually offered a course in uh, high school and, um, it was actually junior high. And um, so I was drafting buildings and um, structures, you know, at in high school. So um, when I got to college, I actually tested out of mechanical engineering. They're like very impressed with my skills. So I tested out of the two years of that. And I went into architecture, but I hate to say it, I got bored because the architecture was kind of based on commercial and high rise. And I was like, hmm. And um, so then I did landscape architecture for two years. And and I learned about civil engineering and drainage and all that. But it was, again, commercial parking lots and, you know, large spaces and uh, public planning, city planning and all that. And um, and then I ended up in interior design and I'm an interior design is not decorating people. It's uh, interior design is space planning and ergonomics. It's how humans are us function in your dwelling and your dwelling is your office, your home wherever you're working, wherever you're sleeping, it's your dwelling. So how humans function in the space, which is the core of architecture. So when you get to design a building, there's an architect who designs the building, places the window, sets it on the lot with the sun. And there's a whole thing about that. The building starts, it's, you know, it's born and then it's born because it's put on the lot correctly. And then everything inside, the materials, the lighting, the colors, the finishes. And then, of course, the furniture is last, which is interior decorating. That is also part of it. But the interior design is the core of, of it is how humans function in the space and how they feel and react. And, you know, that whole ergonomics and psychology of um, your experience in your home and your office. So I ended up with three three majors. And then I went to New York city because my counselor said, you know, you need to go to New York and work for an architect. So I got my first job in New York city working for an architect. And the first thing they did is send me to the field with a set of plans to check the measurements. And here I am at 21 years old, standing in the dirt, changing the plans and making it work and working with the contractors in New York city on the largest high rises built between 1985 and 1990. And I knew then at 21, I was probably going to, I loved what I was doing. I didn't actually think I was going to be a contractor, but I knew standing in the dirt was the only way to get it done. And that led to me becoming a contractor later in life because I did commercial first. And then I moved to California when I was about 30 and I, was, I went immediately into 
the custom kitchen um, arena kind of by default, which got me right into high-end residential. And before I knew it, I became a contractor and I was still standing in the dirt since I was 21 doing the exact same thing, same thing I'm doing today. The education, the God-given talent, it's that's the secret to being a better contractor and what makes me unique. I am a better contractor because I am doing the architectural design and all the pre-planning of everything everyone does every single day. They're following my plans. My plans are the Bible, but the Bible was created of the from the client's dreams and wishes. I'm I'm making dreams come true because I go through a professional process from conception to completion as one person for each client. It's customized. It's pretty cool. No one else does this. It so it's kind of fun, but I love it and it solves my clients' problems and it makes the job site a lot more organized and more everything's stress more stress-free when you deal with one point of contact. It saves time and money, of course, but that's what makes me unique. So when I got into residential after I moved to California, I was brought into people's homes by word of mouth. And I was this designer who could do things that other architects and interior designers couldn't do because I was into space planning and custom kitchens and I could really draw. So I really got in there and fixed things. And, you know, the whole space planning and remodeling, every home's different. Every home has different opportunities and restrictions. And I always had my structural engineer standing right next to me since day one. So I had the the uh, weapons to be able to tell people what to do and not to do with full knowledge. I mean, there was, you know, I wasn't guessing. I had a backup team, which is all my engineers since day one. That's my other little secret weapon. So I never said anything unless I knew it was possible. <laughs> but um, the thing is, what I noticed in residential construction, it was a total shit show because in commercial, everybody's licensed, bonded, insured, qualified, educated, and they qualify to be there. I mean, there was a union too in New York. So there was a lot of rules, but everybody was qualified to be there. Again, licensed, bonded, insured, and legal. What I noticed in residential is the homeowner, usually the wife or the, or the, person at home taking care of the home, you know, there's partners, there's everybody, you know, whoever's at home running the household part and handling the remodel is who I dealt with. And this person was not qualified to be a contractor. This person was not qualified to be a designer. They don't have any qualifications other than they're a homeowner and they want what they want. So we're there to make their dreams come true. But what I realized is that Nobody was helping the homeowner through the process. They had an architect that was MIA and didn't understand what they wanted. They had a decorator who was blowing their money and not focusing on space planning. They had a contractor who wasn't licensed and pulling, cutting corners and not getting permits. I mean, I saw every horrible scenario possible because homeowners were left on their own with no guidance how to do this and then get hooked up with the wrong people either by default or simply because they weren't told, hey, you shouldn't hire that person because they don't actually know this and that. And no one was given the big picture. So I noticed the homeowners were lost because no one was guiding them through the entire process and then explaining the rules, the laws, the regulations and the code and helping them keep out of trouble. And so my whole thing was, making it a one-stop shop and educating the customer in advance so they know what's going to happen on from conception to completion and taking responsibility for the entire process as their champion. Because if you don't explain the whole process and what they should and shouldn't do 
or who they shouldn't, shouldn't hire or what's going to happen even and take responsibility and help them. No one else is going to do it. It's funny because everybody stays in their own little silo and then they kind of bump heads and all get egos and no one really takes the responsibility for the client's best interest. And that's what I did. I, I, I helped the client. I'm still doing it today. I helped the client through the process. I'm on their side. Being a designer first always made me fight for the client because I had to protect them from, oh, we're not doing that or, oh, watch out for that. So I, starting as a designer was an eye opener. And then I became the contractor, which actually solved all their problems. So that's why I did it. And and that's why I do what I do and what makes me unique. So what I did is after a few years, I realized there's a process, right? And that process from conception to completion, I got it into seven simple steps. So if you check out my other um, links that you saw below, I mean, the links are to the Julie Lawton Living um, Kajabi website. There's seven simple steps. So the seven simple steps start with, hey, don't buy this property unless you do your homework. I've had some scary stories where clients buy a property and no one told them or did the homework for them. And the the thing is, no one told them what they can't do before they bought it. And then they buy it and they find that out later. And it's horrible because they can't build because there's, you know, earthquakes, landslides under their property. There's um, toxic stuff. I mean, th there's... There's so many things you need to know before you buy a piece of property and the homework you should do is, is extensive, but you need to do it because there's a reason that property sat there so long or why it's so cheap usually. So uh, that's another thing. But um, number one step is don't buy anything until you do your homework and talk to professionals. Number two is you got to do your design process with the right people. He might need to hire an architect, an interior designer, a space planner, a custom kitchen designer, a lighting designer. I mean, there's a litany of people required in a custom home, but do hire the right people and don't skip, skip anybody. And then the third step is, you know, the city submittal process. Again, those people should know what they're doing and you got to submit to the city, um, hopefully without delays. And then while the plans are in the city, the fourth step is the fourth step is bidding it before, you know, you start the project. You, you need to go through the, the all the selections, final decisions and get all the exact bids for everything before you sign the construction contract. Do not sign a contract with a bunch of allowances. It won't work. Your, your budget will go up. And then the, the fifth step is build it. Watch it being built. Hire the right contractor. And again, not to deviate, but hire the right contractor and have him involved from day one. Don't wait to hire somebody after the whole thing. The contractor, the architect, the designer should all be there day one. So the fifth step is build it. And then after you build it, you have your sixth step, which is um, warranty information and learn how to use your home and care for it. And then the seventh step is lifetime maintenance. Do not forget your lifetime maintenance. You got to take care of your home every year. There's something to do. So seven simple steps. Check it out on my website and it's a free course. So take the course and let me know what you think. Well, thank you for joining me in another episode of Julie Lawton Living Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed the explanation of what makes Julie Lawton unique. I am kind of, you know, no one else does this. It's a one-stop shop. The professional training combined with being a contractor, the professional design and architecture training and space planning with the contractors together really makes a difference. Having one person in charge of your project and guiding you through, it's unique. It's, it's hard to find because I don't think anyone else does it. So um, there's a few people that do it, but they don't do it to the extent I do it because of the fact I do all aspects of the design 
And um, so anyway, that's what makes me unique. I bring talent to the table <laughs> and I get your construction done on time and on budget. What, what, what more could you ask for? <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me on this episode. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Julie Lawton Living Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Julie Lawton Living. For more information or to connect with Julie one-on-one, visit julielawtonliving.com. And don't forget, it all starts with a good plan.